Hi, y'all. It's Dana just coming at you to let you know, since you're listening to older podcasts and maybe you haven't heard yet, I now train and certify decluttering coaches in my no mess decluttering process. Go find out if there is a coach who is near you who can help lead you through the decluttering process. Go to declutteringcoaches.com. That's my website. Everyone listed there is trained and certified by me. We now have coaches all over the world. If there's not somebody near enough to you that they can come and help you in person, most of our coaches also offer virtual coaching. And that has helped a lot of people be very successful in working through their clutter. If you are interested in becoming a decluttering coach, go to declutteringcoaches.com, find out about taking the decluttering coach training course and find out what it means to then pursue certification. All right, now go enjoy the podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people who don't actually like cleaning or organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 201. And as I mentioned last week in podcast number 200, um, I'm interviewing my husband today with questions that you guys have sent in. And I appreciate that. Um, I meant to do it for podcast 200 and then, you know, lifetime, blah, blah, blah. And actually tonight he just said, Hey, aren't we supposed to go do that podcast? So I'm very thankful to you for um, reminding me of that, honey. Anyway, um, before we get into that, I did want to remind you guys about um, speaking events that I have coming up in um, Lufkin, Texas, which is in East Texas. Um, and that is on February 16th. Um, and there's plenty of room. You can show up and pay at the door. It's only $5 at the door. And that $5 will go toward um, a local Family Crisis Center there in Lufkin. So anyway, it's going to be a really fun event. It's all me. Um, three different sessions. If you can only come to one, that's great. But I think you're going to enjoy it. And we're going to have a lot of fun. Um, anyway, there'll be food trucks for lunch and all that kind of fun stuff. Anyway, and then also I have another event in Dallas that's open to the public on March 18th. So if you want to find out more about those, go to aslobchemsclean.com slash speaking. Okay, so here we go, honey. This is it. I've got questions. I see you looking at the questions and cheating. Don't forget that the microphone is going to have to be in front of you before you talk. Anyway, I don't have any kind of fancy system. All right. Are we ready? You ready? Ready. Okay. First question. What have you learned the most from Dana's deslobification process? What has Dana taught you? Now, I'm just going to say something really quickly, Okay. Um, I talk about decluttering and cleaning and organizing all the time for my job. It's not actually the conversation that we have on a daily basis. I mean, there are times where I will say things like, well, you know, I am one of the world's leading decluttering experts. 
Um, and he rolls his eyes. So anyway, I'm, I'm curious to find out from this. I'm just saying that like, you guys hear me talk about this stuff a whole lot more than he does. So here you go. And answer. Well, at your speaking events that I've been to, um, you give a great process of how to, especially declutter. That's your expertise, I believe. Um, question, the questions you use to help folks declutter. Uh, I've learned to let go of things that maybe I've kept um, for a long time that after a while, it's okay to let that go. It's, it's okay to, to maybe throw that away. And you've also been good about, if I'm going to keep it, that's fine, but uh, we need a place for it. So I think just um, helping me look at myself, and even though maybe I don't have the kind of issues you do, <laughs> I have a few maybe, but helping me to, to look at what I have and the things maybe I could I could remove and and going through those questions and thinking through, you know, the, like you said, the container concept, uh, some, you know, replace this if you're going to get rid of, want to keep that, what's got to go, those kind of things. So never knew that was such an issue for folks until um, I realized you had major issues with it. And the fact that it is something that folks need to kind of work through with, we all have a lot of stuff. So that's kind of what I've learned. Has it helped you with your own stuff as you get things and the replacing and all that? It, it has. I still struggle with a few things, but um, again, I think we've both decluttered and been real good about just not worrying about that that item that maybe uh, we we could still use at some point later on down the road. But really, just we could just spend five dollars and buy another one whenever whenever we do need one. So right, okay. Um, all right, here's another one. Um, what are some way? I like this one. I'm curious what you're going to say. Uh, what are some ways that Dana's brain's uniqueness <laughs> have blessed you and or your children? Like my ability to dive into a project and forget everything else. Um, my creativity, large capacity for analysis. Oh, yeah. TPAD, which is time passage awareness disorder. I'm not sure how that would bless him. But anyway, um, imperfection, empathy toward others, imperfections, etc. So anyway, like I talk a lot about my project brain, meaning... I do really well with a project, something that is, um, you know, big and uh, like, anyway, I'm not going to give you hints, but you know, like I can throw myself into organizing big things, events, that kind of stuff. But anyway, so she's asking. Okay. I'd say it's your ability to uh, dive into a project and forget all else. <laughs> Creativity, large. Quit reading the question. <laughs> That's a tough question. Um, goodness. I have many ideas, and I'm just waiting to see if you say any of them. What ways has your has your brain uniqueness blessed me and, and or our children? Well, I mean, obviously your, your specialty that we've seen um, is your, your ability to put on production shows, directing your creativity, your... Um, you don't settle for um, anything less but the best. So <laughs> on that, the house is fine, but put it on stage and it better be perfect. Yeah, yeah. Closing the cabinet door, who cares? But you better get your lines right on stage and uh, stand in the right space. But um, this is a, this is a weird. I don't know. I've never thought. I mean, because um, I guess I'm thinking about your. I mean, just what you yourself bring uh, to the table. No. I actually think what you just said is what they're asking, you know, like, yeah. 
So come up with some more things that I'm good at. Um, sometimes you're funny. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> I mean, you're also, um, you're you're a big supporter of all, both me and the children, and whatever we want to do. If we are going to do something and we're interested in it, okay, uh, you'll support us and you'll do what you can to help us, but. Um, but you expect us to follow through. So again, I think that's that's one of your maybe that's that project brain kind of going on. That okay, if you want to do this, then okay, let's line up let's line up steps to make it happen. Uh, whether it's sometimes it's issues with my job that you know sometimes I'm frustrated with, and we sit down and you say, okay, here's what you need to do to do talk to these people, do this, take care of that. And I think you do that with the kids too. Whenever they okay, I want to do this now. Okay, well, what's it going to take? And again, it's kind of funny because uh, yeah, you can walk through the kitchen and. We're not we're not making lists of things to get done. We're just walking right past it. But uh, something that somebody wants to do, you you get behind them, you support them, and you help them make it happen. Okay, that's good. I think that was a good answer. Was it? Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> I don't know that they heard that, but anyway, he said he was sweating. Anyway, um, let's see. What advice would you give to husbands of wives at the beginning of this slob journey? You're going to change everybody's life, so it better be good. Go. Well, it's not really their fault. It's just the way they're wired. So um, support them. And I, I do think that, um, I, I mean, to say that I, I get I don't get frustrated when the uh, skillet handle is sticking out of the cabinet and we don't have the, I, I do, but I'm going to, because I'm going to rearrange it to make sure everything fits in there. That doesn't seem to bother you at all. But um, am I taking little jabs by doing that? No, it's fine. Um, but I mean, again, I, I think it's the it's the brain thing, and it's um, don't it's not their fault. Don't blame them. It's not that they're not that they don't care. Not that it doesn't bother them too. In fact, I think it sometimes really weighs you down and, and bothers you. So again, I think that's um, understand that they they probably don't enjoy it either, and that this is not their intention to. Uh, struggle with, I don't know, keep staying organized or having slob issues. So um, be patient and, um, you know, so may have to have some honest talks every once in a while, but be be patient and kind and compassionate. And, and again, it, it's a it's a different way of looking at things. It's not being lazy. It's not not caring. It's just the way they're wired. And it's a it's a management process. And, it, it you know, I think you look at it as uh, things get better. You look for improvement. You don't look for it to all be fixed. I feel like I can share a story of somebody got in our suburban one time and they they looked down and we had stuff in the, the floorboard and all that. And the person said, well, I thought y'all didn't have these issues anymore. And I went, are you kidding me? Of course we do. But I mean, but it's better. But they're always and there's uh, issues are always going to be there. But hopefully they just get better and better over time. That was a good answer, honey. OK, um, let's see. Okay, uh, here's another one. What advice would you give to wives in how to act toward their husbands at the beginning and throughout the slob journey? I'd say just a lot of hugs and just a lot of... Children listen to this, so be careful. Okay, um, just a lot of positive reinforcement. Well, I, I would say it's it's rather the same thing, don't you... I mean, don't you think it's the exact same same thing, whether you're a, a husband or a wife, man or woman, whatever. I think it's the it's that patience and understanding they're they're not they want to do better and you just need to be patient with them. 
I, I don't know what the difference would be. I, well, I think what they're asking here is more like, okay, how a wife who is struggling to do better, like how can she, um, because I mean, the question is more like the wife is the one who is trying to get better. How how does she need, like, do you have any advice for how she interacts or frames this or whatever with her husband? I'm holding it up to him and he doesn't have anything. I I think it's, go ahead. You know, just make sure they, um, that's a tough. Well, okay. So, you know, one of the things that I always say is, you know, the kindness, remembering that you may be rocking their world a little bit sometimes. And I think we're going to get into this later. Some things that maybe drive him crazy. Like, wait, you know, like I think one of the questions later is what do you miss about before all of this, you know? Um, but you know, just knowing anyway, just, I, I talk a lot about acknowledging that you've created a normal and anytime you're changing normal, it can be uncomfortable for people. Even if they didn't necessarily like the way the house was before, it can be like, wait, what now we wait, what now we want to, I think sometimes, you know, all of a sudden, Oh, so now you care. Oh, so now it's a big deal when you, when you've, um, when maybe you just maybe fall into, well, we can just leave that over there. We don't need to pick that up or we can just whatever, but then you get frustrated. So I think that's one of the things there, there could be some, that's a good point of the change. It could be the fact that you need to respect the fact that, uh, okay, even though they're struggling with it, don't, don't give in and just act like it's okay. You know, support, be supportive of, and I don't know who I'm talking about here necessarily, but, but I, but I do have seen that because there's been some times where all of a sudden you were, remember, we got to do, you, you, you didn't like the fact this was land there and that was there and that was there. And I'm like, well, like yesterday was fine. Now today it's not, but well, it's, a, well, again, that's your effort to try to, to do better. So I need to be supportive and understanding that just because maybe that's what, it's not okay for me to do it, even though, cause I know I shouldn't. Does that make sense? It does. And I think, you know, as I'm always so big on, I can only control myself anyway. So, you know, you can only control yourself and your reactions. I can only control myself and my reactions. So for me personally, if I'm talking to the wives, the issue is to understand that there is that frustration and not everybody's going to have a wife who has written books about this and is going to have thought about it. But, you know, a lot of people are like, seriously, why, why all of a sudden do we care? You know, like, I really don't feel like getting up and dealing with this. It wasn't a big deal. Like you just said, it wasn't a big deal yesterday. Why is it a big deal today? Okay. We're going to stop and we're going to talk about our first sponsor who is ButcherBox. ButcherBox delivers healthy, 100% grass fed and grass finished beef, free range, organic chicken and heritage breed pork. You can get a mix or customize your box. Think of butcher box as your neighborhood butcher delivered right to your door on dry ice. There's free shipping anywhere in the 48 States. Choose your delivery frequency with the customizable subscription. Okay. So I am a big fan of things being automated and showing up at my door, right? You actually unpacked our butcher box. So tell me what you thought of it. Well, I thought it was great. Uh, there was the dry ice. Everything was frozen like it's supposed to be. It was individually uh, packed. What is it? Vac- what's it called? Vacuum packed in the, in their packages. So it was all very cool. And, and uh, I was pretty proud of myself how well I unpacked it. 
You did. I think you took a video, but it wasn't a very good video and I'd never showed it to anybody. I'm sorry. Did I ever tell you that? Anyway, um, it wasn't, you know, when he tries anyway. Um, okay. And remember there was filet mignon. So, um, yummy. Uh, you can choose your delivery frequency. Don't forget with the customizable subscription for two free filet mignons, free bacon and $20 off your order. Go to butcherbox.com slash slob and enter slob at checkout. Go now. This is over a $50 value and is available for a limited time. Again, for two free filet mignons, free bacon and $20 off your order. Go to butcherbox.com slash slob and enter slob at checkout. Go now. This is over a $50 value and available for a limited time. Uh, That's a pretty good deal. I know. Okay. All right, here we go. I really love this question. I'm excited to hear your answer. Um, It's not really about cleaning, but the question is, are you just as passionate about being a Christian as your wifey is? You've never called me wifey, but that's the question. Anyway, and go. I mean, that's what brought us together, and that's what keeps us together, and that's what keeps our family together. Um, I think we have our our strengths and what we're passionate about in in our faiths, but I mean— you know, we, I think we both believe, we both believe that, you know, without Christ, uh, there is no hope without Christ. There is no direction in life without Christ. We are, uh, we're just as lost as we can be. So I, ultimately it's all about, uh, following Christ and, and having Christ in our lives. So I would say, yes, I'm definitely as passionate about being a Christian as my wifey is. <laughs> wifey. Um, it, it does say wifey, but I just want to say that he is my what Bible study teacher at least call it Sunday school. Anyway, he's like my adult Bible study teacher. And technically I have to be in there because he needs somebody to laugh at his jokes to make sure everybody knows that he's trying to be funny because he is really funny, but sometimes people don't understand that right away anyway. Um, but he's like the best Bible study teacher I've ever had. So anyway, I'm just saying like, yes, this is yes. Okay. But I like hearing it from him too. Okay, here we go. This one's really, really. How did I do on the Christian answer? Did I? I thought you did great. Yeah, yeah. I was not the least bit worried. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. This one, but this question, not about that anymore, is the one where I'm like, (laughs) here we go. Do you split filing, money, and paper management? I will say. And I've had this question before. Actually, I think somebody said one time, obviously your husband takes care of all the money stuff because you don't talk about it. And I'm like, basically, yes. I mean, I have talked before about some of our budgeting strategies. Um, but as far as like paying bills, you do that. So, um, you know, I have budgeting strategies. But anyway, tell us about and filing We just try to keep as few pieces of paper as possible and um, keep them in a, a, a somewhat contained space. Anyway, and go. Yeah, wh- whatever box is handy, and we'll we'll lay these uh, bills. A box is a container, and it limits, and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, yeah, y'all know I'm not into the paper thing. But, I mean, as far as being an expert on that. But tell us your general strategies on bill paying, because I don't even know. Go. Uh, I pretty much pay... Um, uh, everything online, uh, pretty much on payday. I have everything when I get paid, boom. Um, a lot of bills go out. Um, 
Uh, I have also, but there's some other things that come up during the month, and I have a reminder on my phone that, remember, this is going to come out, car payment or some money to one of our investment accounts gets pulled. It's just that it's always been set up that way for years, so I haven't ever messed with it. So, you know, I'm checking accounts. But, you know, usually I'm monitoring our accounts every day. I mean, I'm I'm at the computer, and every day I'm checking balances. I'm checking accounts. I'm watching is something come in? Is something coming out that we weren't expecting? And, you know, I'll text you, hey, what's this? Uh, what what is Where did this come from? A lot of times it's related to your blog and everything like that. But uh, I just kind of have a routine, a schedule when I pay things. And like I said, it's it's usually on payday. And that within a day or two after I get paid, a, a bunch gets handled. And then, uh, like I said, I actually have a reminder on my phone that gets gets taken care of you know and the, the interesting thing is that you know you actually take more care of more of the uh medical issues it's not like ever since we got married you you i've never been to the doctor so much in my life after i got married but um uh but yeah it seems like you're kind of more of the doctor healthcare, medicine those kind of things i kind of take care of all, all the um all the other bills and and I'm, I'm watching things and letting you know what's coming in and what needs to go is that yeah that's actually very helpful um, and thank you that I don't have to think about that very much. I'm incredibly and I have that goofy thankful. That goofy spiral that I, I have that goofy spiral I, that I use to write everything down. Even though I probably don't really have to write everything down, I do it just because it makes me feel better to write all, all those. Okay, well, tell them what you write down. I write down all major bills when I transfer money. I just it's just kind of a backup. I write the confirmation number. I don't know. I guess I just don't trust things, so at least I'll I'll have a record for myself of those things. And like I said, it just kind of it's also just kind of makes me feel feel good when I look. Oh, I paid six bills today. I can prove it right here. So, so it's just an ongoing list of what yeah. came in and went out. Yes. Okay. Um. All right. I'm going to let's see. Oh, I like this one too. What do you think is the best part of Dana's new profession as a writer? Um, all the money. <laughs> to work oh well um well i think it's given you more and more of a platform i, I think one thing that's um that has come through as i've been able to go with you when the last couple of times it's your speaking opportunities and i think that you know when when you speak and have a, a book to sell i think that's just that's a i think it's great to hear a speaker but then you also got this book that also goes along goes along with what I just got through speaking about to go in deeper uh, but I think it's just giving you more and more of a platform to um, to share what you've learned the journey you've been on as well as your faith you can you can use your uh, opportunities for faith um, uh, it's just opened up all kinds of opportunities for you um, it's uh, and it you know you you're you've gotten really popular and sometimes it helps me be a little more popular too so because that's really what life's all about is what are you talking about? <laughs> you get a lot of attention, and, and I think it's cool. And sometimes I can I can ride your coattails and get attention too. Isn't that awesome? Whatever. In our small town, like everybody knows who he is, and nobody knows who I am. So whatever. Um, okay. That was a, I don't know if I answered. Did I answer that okay? It was fine. <laughs> um, I think you were supposed to say, "Wow, she's just you know, it's such a great great creative outlet and all that kind of stuff." It's really just uh, an incredible creative outlet for you to, now that you're a writer. But well, here, the thing is, though, you're actually a good writer. So it actually, you've been writing for a long time, and so now you actually, all of it's now finally coming out with these books. But you've been writing forever, 
and now it's all paid off. So I think that's great. Yeah. Like he always says, um, I'm just, you know, about all this business or whatever that I do in general. He's like, I'm just glad that you're finally actually doing one of your many ideas. He said that to me before. Anyway. Okay. Um, what is the best way? This is all your, you don't have to give like the professional psycholo- psychologist answer or whatever, but like just what is the best way to talk about different perceptions of clutter? So like maybe have we had any clutter conversations that you can recall or just in general how we look at clutter differently in those conversations we've had? And go. Uh, wow. Um, perceptions of clutter. Okay. So um, what maybe you think of as being worthwhile to keep that I maybe don't. Have we ever had these conversations where we've had to come through? Like, okay, let's talk about, let's talk about that painting. Let's talk about the painting. I may have talked about it on the podcast before, but it's a painting of him and his sister. His sister, it looks like it's him and his mom because she was a teenager when he was born. But um, it's him and his sister from whatever, probably the 60s, I'm guessing, um, because you're a toddler in it. And um, it's huge. I mean, it's not 16 by 24. It's like, it's huge. That thing is huge. Um, Anyway, so... We've kind of been talking about that painting. It's still in our garage at this point. So what are some conversations we've had about that? Well, conversations we've had, I mean, I think we, what are we going to do with this? In fact, even today I texted my sister. She doesn't want it. Yeah, that's kind of what I got from her answer. Also because she didn't take it from your parents' house and you took it on the last day. But I am, this is, this is a conversation right now. Oops. Um, no, I, so what have we talked about doing with it? Cause the reality is, do you have somewhere that you want to put it? No, I don't. And it's one of those things that's, I feel like it's always been in my life. I can always remember being, seeing that at my parents' house and now <laughs> at my house. Um, and it's, in the- and your mom didn't want to take it with her to assisted living. I think that's the thing is if she doesn't want it and um, my sister doesn't want it, then I'm assuming we'll just sell it. <laughs> oh, my word. No. Is that no? We're not going to sell it. Sure. Let's sell it. You know, things only have the value of what somebody's actually willing to pay for it. So let's find out. <laughs> let's check on eBay. <laughs> Completed listings. Um, okay. Um, so, you know, one thing that we've, do you remember what we've talked about doing really, with it? I really don't. That's the thing. I don't recall because we've, there's so much of my dad's stuff I still have in the garage that, that I need to go through. But, but, you know, seeing that out there, and I, th- I think that's the reality is when you stop and go, okay, I haven't missed it. it, it it's like, I've got a picture of it. So at least I ever want to remember what that p- painting looked like. I can, I've got a picture of it so I can, but it's really, it's taking up space. Nobody really wants it, so why why do we still have it? It's it's tough because, like I said, it's a memento from childhood and something that's always. But at the same time, I'm thinking that thing has been sitting out there all this time. We have not cared one bit about it. Nobody else does. So why is it why is it taking up space in our garage? Yeah, 
And it's only a memory thing for you and your family and nobody in your family wants it. And I think that's what's hard is it's like, oh, this doesn't actually have value for other people outside the family and the family doesn't value it either. So one of the things I had said is if you really, really wanted to keep it, we could stick it in the attic, you know, but. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes, you did say that. Yes, you did say that. But can we just get rid of it? We've also got that storage unit where the boat is. We could just, we could keep it in there. That sounds great. Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's talk about our second sponsor. Uh, the weather. Okay. The weather's been bizarre lately. I mean, like it's freezing cold. And then we had to turn our ceiling fan on last night because I was hot. By the way, I think you turned it on lower when you came to bed. I did not appreciate that. I'm just saying. Okay. Anyway, enough about the weather, but spring is going to be here soon. And spring means sunshine. And that means windows you haven't thought about in a while will totally be noticeable. So now is a great time to think about window coverings. Blind Chalet is America's foremost window covering experts. They offer the best blinds, shades, and shutters available on the market today. Ordering your window treatments from Blind Chalet is simple. You can visit their website at blindchalet.com. Or give them a call at 888-633-7840. Simply select the window coverings you're interested in and order free samples of the product to see the color firsthand and feel the material. Next, input your window measurements and order your blinds. If you need help with measuring or installing, that's not a problem. Simply locate a certified installation professional on their website by entering your zip code. With Blind Chalet, you get the best custom window treatment products at the best prices available. Some products ship as soon as one business day after you order. See the difference for yourself and order free samples from blindchalet.com today. Visit blindchalet.com or call 888-633-7840. Use the promo code CLEAN for a special discount exclusive to a Slobcombs Clean podcast listeners. Okay, I have got a few more questions from Facebook, all right? Here we go. Anything you miss about fast and loose slob days? (laughs) Fast and loose slob days. That so describes our life. Yeah, because, you know, used to, all I needed was a path. Just a path to the bathroom, path to the garage. That, that's all. So now we're we're way beyond, we're way beyond that. So, yeah. You've got, like, the majority of the floor now. I, I really do. Most of the time. Most of the time we have the majority, especially the day before um, the cleaning lady comes. Was I allowed to say that? Yes, they all know. I've done multiple podcasts, and I talk about it a lot. So, yeah, we kick it into gear around here the night the night before she comes. Let's talk about that. How cuz you you were a little bit like seriously, we're going to pay for that when we started. How do you feel about it now? I'm good with it because I think um you know, there's being there's there's things being organized and picked up and then there's things being clean. And and I think that's you really I know that sounds kind of basic, but you can't clean if there's things all in the way on top of other things. So, I, I hadn't really kind of put that together I guess it's just so it forces us I mean it it, it's it's like this big cycle like it forces us to have everything picked up and if you don't I will shove it in your closet yeah all kinds of things get shoved in my closet every single they're your things are you sure yep anywho um you know I don't, I don't think I, I miss, there's not too much of those 
free and lazy, crazy uh, slob days. Because um, I, cause I do think that when things are picked up, our home is, you know, there's uh, there, there's peace. Like there's more peace. There's not as stress when uh, when it is cluttered. It, it does. I think I think it kind of brings a a frustration. Uh, but when it but at the same time though, it's you've got to stay on it. And then our you know then our kids get mad that uh, I think they probably get more frustrated. Anything? Why do we have to keep picking up stuff and putting everything away? But anyway, and you tell them the same thing. Whatever's not you know whatever's not picked up, it doesn't get cleaned. You have to t- you have to take care of it. Whoever didn't pick up their stuff, so. Uh, I, I like the way things are now. So, anyway. Good. Um, let's see. Oh, here we go. What's the most interesting thing about Dana that we don't already know? And these are people, some of them have listened to me talk into a microphone for 100 hours now. Um, what else would you like them to know about me? It's okay if you can't think of anything. Hmm. So, you know, she started, um, I've always been a coffee drinker and she started, she now drinks coffee with me. And there's just something about the fact that there's, again, you know, the container concept, when you already have coffee in the mug, there's only so much space for sugar and creamer. And, you know, I don't use sugar anymore. I haven't in like a year for coffee and the creamer because when it's heaping on top of it you know some of it's gonna fall on the counter so um maybe you don't know that but yeah she puts so much creamer that it always falls over the edge and we have this little coffee stain creamer stain always right by the uh uh coffee maker so i don't know if they knew that about you or not but it's that's the one thing that's the thing (laughs) okay do they know you're uh Obviously, they know you're in. You you have a life and career in theater in the past. Career, <laughs> experience, experience, uh, and you're quite you're quite the singer. You can you've got a great voice. Do they know you're? Do they do they know you're beautiful? Do they? Know? They have no idea. Go on, talk about that. She's really pretty. <laughs> okay, um, let's see. Okay, how do you encourage the kids to declutter as their father? Mostly just a lot of yelling. <laughs> um, throwing a chair now and then. <laughs> this is what I do in Sunday school, is I have to laugh at his jokes so people know he's kidding. I think they've already probably turned off now. Um, to encourage the kids to declutter, I mean... I mean, I just support you. I go, guys, come on. We got to do our, we got to do our part. Come on. Mom needs, mom needs our help. So I just, I just try to back you up in all of that. I don't know that I do anything specific other than the fact that I try to model. I mean, it's, it's real easy to sneak off really fast. Well, they're busy. I can sprint over here and act like I'm doing something, but, but, but I support you by also making sure I'm picking up too. And the fact that I'm just reinforcing your expectations so that we're all on the same page. Um, how do you support Dana when she is dealing with decluttering paralysis? Do you pick up on her tone <laughs> or body language? So what kind of paralysis? Decluttering paralysis. It's a term that I made up. Again, he doesn't necessarily know my language. And so when you're, when you're struggling with this, how do I? Well, when you're just like overwhelmed with the space, oh my word, I can't even deal with this. This is overwhelming to me. Do I give off any vibes that I'm overwhelmed in a space? 
I, I want to say yes, but I'm trying to I'm trying to think of, of an example. I mean, it. I think you probably just avoid it. If if it if there's something that's overwhelming, you'll just act like it's not there, or maybe that's just your brain kicking in. Oh, it's not there anyway. So, um, I just know that I shouldn't say anything. So I know that I've got to watch my vibe as well. So my vibes are also very important. Your vibes are very important. Okay. Um, We're going to try to... How long have we been going? I don't even know. Um, We are at... Okay. We're not too bad. All right. Um, Let's see. What... What's been your favorite part of the desalbification process? Always having a clean dish, not tripping on things. What? <laughs> Always having a clean dish. Um, <laughs> uh, still tripping on things, but that's more. It's more dog toys now, probably than than anything else. So um, she always leaves her stuff out. Yeah. And so the question is, what do I? What I've been? What's your favorite thing about? our house being better like what's something that you're like ah this is better than it used to be well well the fact that we don't stress or freak out when maybe somebody comes by that um because used to you know we'd meet them halfway down the sidewalk hey buddy you know so they wouldn't uh come in but i think now i mean with our kids and their friends coming by it's not a big deal for a kid just to come on in and hang out and we've even allowed uh adults inside just right inside the little front door area but no, really, I think that's one of the big things is that before, especially when we lived in that apartment, especially, I mean, we just had to bulldoze everything to the bedroom uh, and so we could have people over. Uh, so I think that's that's one major thing. We still don't let them in the master bedroom. Uh, who does? I don't I still don't understand people who like purposely take people in their master bedroom. Uh, I think it's a kind of in your face kind of thing. I think that's why they do it. So they're sticking it to us, sticking it to us. OK, <laughs> Okay. Um, let's see. Did my changes inspire you to make any changes of your own? Do you clean up your nightstand? No. Put away your clothes. You've always done that pretty well. Mm-hmm. No, no inspiring. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, I do. There, there are some things I struggle with. Yeah. My nightstand with all my little, I keep receipts and, uh, mints and pocket knives and anyway. So, um, so I do kind of struggle with that, but I've, you know, I've always tried to, I will, I will pick maybe strategic times, um, to eventually get clothes picked up and, you know, maybe it's a, maybe it's not every single night, but I'll stop and pick them all up and get them, get them clean, um, clean, um, hung up and taken care of. So, uh, but I think that is a way to support her to try to make sure I'm, I'm also watching my areas and I do have my little, but I also try to keep my areas, I guess, localized whether it's my newspapers or my magazines or my books or things like that, I try not to let those things creep over into her area. Everybody else does that. But I do try to um, try to at least watch that. Okay. Um, what's a word of encouragement you can – we kind of talked about this a little bit before, but what's a, a word of encouragement you can give to a husband who has a hard time letting go because you might need something someday? Like letting go of some – Anything. That they're just sure they might need it someday, or could need it someday. So, encouragement to to help them let go of that item is, is it is it a sentimental or like a useful item, or just are you just? I would say useful. You know, I think I think bottom line is you can always buy another one if if you if you really do need that. I, I've never had anything 
that you didn't say if I really needed it, we we need to get it. So I don't I don't know if that makes sense or not, but it, it's just that perspective of there, there's we can always get another one, we can buy another one, um, I can find another one, um, as long as. It, but everybody has to make sure to keep their intentions in the right place. But um, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, evaluate how much you really use it, how much do you really need it. Um, you know, can you borrow one from somebody? Maybe. I mean, is that I don't know. It's and why do you have it? Is do you have it just because everybody else has one, and you hate to give that up, or is it something you really, really uh, could use? So, okay. That, yes, that's good. Okay, here's one. Why do you cook your eggs every day and then eat them at work? I guess I've mentioned that his face right now. <laughs> wow, goodness! Uh, it gives honestly it. it it gives me something to look forward to because um, um, I need like a little mid-morning. I need second breakfast. And so it's just easy to uh, – protein is a good it, – it's filling and it's a good source of uh, – Protein. Protein, energy, and um, uh, sometimes it just gives me an excuse to uh, walk out of the office and go down and eat my eggs. I don't know. I just started doing that because I like to just kind of – he could go on forever. It's still weird. Um, Oh, did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. Y'all know I am all about identifying what things you can do to make overwhelming tasks possible. Buying a home or selling a home can be completely overwhelming. Finding just the right realtor can make the whole process so much easier. That's why I want to tell you about Redfin. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents. With a listing fee as low as 1%, Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. I know firsthand what a difference having the right real estate agent can make. We would have been lost without ours when we bought our current home and sold our old home a couple of years ago. Download the Redfin app to get started. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Um, let's see. Okay, how long did it do you remember? And I think we might have talked about this the last time I interviewed but you, but do you remember noticing when I didn't tell you in the beginning what I was doing? Do you remember like Remember when I first started the blog, I didn't tell you what I was doing. It's been like almost 10 years now, so it's hard to remember. But do you remember how you finally kind of were like, wait, what's going on here? Do you have any memory? No, he has no memory. Okay. All right. Sorry. Let's see. Um, Oh, this is a good one. What's your favorite thing about having a celebrity for a wife? Wow. Uh, Doing things like this. Being on podcasts, um, traveling with you when you're going to be speaking, 
and um, you know, um, knowing that I get to carry your your bags and your box of books. That's just, I mean, that's just awesome. Um, and um, that I get to tell everybody, oh, look, this is my wife. Look, as I carry books around everywhere I go. Um, the people at the gym don't really appreciate it that much, but but to be able to show people, hey, this is my wife, and won't you buy her book, and those kinds of things. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, we're getting to the end. Uh, let's see. Oh, what was your light bulb moment when you realized that I did have actually something wrong with my brain? Oh, I know exactly when. You When you were, because um, I've shared this story before, you were you were video, you you had the um, one of your old phones a long time ago, you were videoing yourself uh, there in the kitchen, and you had the cabinet door open next to the coffee maker where our coffee mugs are. And you were, the co- cabinet door was open, surprise, surprise, but it was open, and you kept moving around it. And you and it was in your way, but you did not take one second to just close it. I didn't even notice it was open. Well, and that's what again. I think that's but you were moving around it and you were dodging it, like you were aware it was there, but you weren't aware. I don't know what to do. And when I and you showed it to me, and I went, "That's." I think that's when I realized, yeah, you, you, this is a your your brain works differently, and and that's I, I still go back to that because you just shut the cabinet door. <laughs> it's all you got to do. He is always doing that Fletch thing on that cabinet door where he pretends like he ran into it. He like knocks it with his knuckles and he's like, oh, and I always say, you should learn to not run into that thing, you know, because it's always open. Anyway, um, what is your least favorite part of the desobification process? Um, sometimes the, again, going back to the expectations maybe have changed and it can Sometimes I feel like maybe it's a, I'm just going to be honest, sometimes maybe it's a mixed message sometimes of, again, well, okay, well, now now this is now this is important. But um, uh, at the same, I think there's also, there's still, you're always going to have plenty of material. <laughs> there's never going to be, uh, so I, I think also, though, taking it, keep taking it to the next, next step because I still think there's areas we still, you know, maybe we can be one of those cool people that, keeps the master bedroom door open at some point in our lives. That's crazy talk. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, here we go. What kind of chores do you see as yours or are all shared equally? Well, I'm, I'm definitely the yard guy. Um, I don't mind working in the kitchen at all. For some reason, I've just, I don't mind taking care of dishes. I make the coffee every night. So I always kind of look at it. I don't mind helping. I'm not, I'm not big on laundry. I'll help with laundry. I prefer not to. I'll take care of my own dry cleaning. But, uh, yeah, I, I just kind of feel, you know, if, Dan, if she's, am I allowed to say your name? I yes. just, okay, because I've said several things I'm not allowed to say. So Noni, if she ever asked me to, uh, she goes, will you take care of the kitchen? Will you do the kitchen? I usually will gladly do that because, I don't know, there's just something about being able to get that all taken care of and completed at one time. I think, actually, what I see in that is that you – like having a defined space that's yours to work on. Like when we're doing an overall cleaning up, you like that. Okay. Have you ever thought we're going to end with this one? Um, have you ever thought your wife was just crazy at any point in this journey from the early stages of the blog to the books, to the podcast, were you ever unsure that this would all be beneficial? 
she says she's not patronizing or calling me crazy. Anyway, go. Not, not really. I mean, you were, I, I can remember you going to your first blogging convention and you were just always super into it, super excited. And that was good enough for me. I didn't even, I didn't know that I had no idea this would ever be any kind of a, I mean, I'm not saying I didn't doubt that it wouldn't be, but the fact that this has turned into what it's turned to is, is amazing and, and, and quite a blessing. But just the fact that you were always excited and every time I turned around, you had something new you were working on or something had come along or you had met somebody else or you were going to get to do this now. So no, it was just always kind of fun to watch you because it's like the, the one main thing you never have uh, backed off of. You've stayed with it now for a long time. And like I said, no, I've always just, it was just fun watching you. So He's an incredibly, incredibly supportive husband person. Okay. Um, well, thanks for coming on to the podcast. I think we're going to end there. It's possible I missed a question or two, but I think we got a lot of stuff answered. Um, so anyway, thanks for coming on. And um, I guess in another couple of years, you'll come on to the 300th podcast, which is hard to imagine. But anyway, thanks. Thanks for having me. It's really been a, a pleasure. <laughs> is there anything else you want to say? I apologize if I didn't answer some of those questions as well as I should have. Just know that, um, you know, each each family, each couple of person has to has to also just find what works for them, and it may be maybe a little different. But I think uh, uh, the things you talk about, I do think think there's some common threads there that people can use, and you know, um, keep life fun. Don't don't let this be something that that weighs you down or, or gets you down. Laugh through it, uh, joke about it. Um, uh, don't, don't take it so seriously. Obviously it can be a frustrating thing if you're working through this, but try to have some fun with it too. And, and don't forget to laugh. Cause that's, that's also what gets us, you know, you know, again, I, um, our, our faith is our, our thing that, uh, we hold on to our faith in Christ, but I also think it's our laughter and humor and that's what gets us through a lot of things as well. So don't forget to do that. Good job. I thought you did great. Okay. All right. I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.